Alexis. And we are here today to talk about our favorite show that we've ever seen, ever. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode five. We were literally just six. talking about Stanley Tucci's show on CNN, and that is a better show than this. So you're already lying. I mean, that show's a better show than a lot of than mo- shows. Than most it's a great shows. show. Basically, sure. just watch it. I'm not lying. I'm just telling a different truth. Cool. <laughs> um, so before we got on, uh, I tried to do an exercise to see if I could write down everything that's going on with the show because this is the second to last episode and there's a lot kind of riding on any episode uh, or any, sorry, any show's penultimate episode for a season or a mini regardless um, is usually like a pretty big episode. Uh, so I tried to write down everything that's currently going on I came up with seven things. Okay. Which feels like a lot. It seems high. Yeah. So you've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier going after Carly and friends. Mm-hmm. Carly and friends who are trying to topple the government. And like As one get, does. Get back at the, the global repatriation. And, and yeah, not even like the government of a place, like world government. The, all, all the governments. Big G government. <laughs> uh, the power broker is going after Carly and friends. Mm-hmm. Captain America is going after Zemo and Carly and friends. Zemo's on the run, but also probably going after Carly and, Carly friends. and friends because he already killed all the, the rest of the, the super serum. So he needs to finish the job. The Dora Milaje going after Zemo. And then also I wrote uh, also Sharon's up to some shit too. So seven things. There's another one. Sam's sister is trying to sell the boat. True. <laughs> we still don't know what's happening with that. <laughs> Look at the family business. No yeah. idea what's happening with and that. We literally started out with that, and that's just been in limbo. She's she yeah. I want to like, know. Does she sell the boat? They're like, we need to let's let's make Sam have a, a sister so that we can show the effects of the blip. But let me make it so her only relevance to this actual show is using her as a bargaining chip to get Sam's attention. And to prove that he doesn't have money. <laughs> also, yes, I guess. Which in turn turned out to kind of be irrelevant because like... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just... they've, they've had Zemo flaunt his richness, but it, that hasn't really felt like... But, uh, yeah, I think it's still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could also write down like whatever happened to Isaiah. I still have a note here to like someday tell you about what's the deal with Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and and I mean the other thread is like the obvious like where does Captain America go from here generally? Yeah. After, like, uh, Captain America going after Zemo and Carly and friends. That's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that doesn't even count. Like, and I think everybody, the people versus Captain America, is another one. And they brought up the person that Bucky was like originally trying to make amends with, and then they just dropped oh, that whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> what? what happened to that dude? No, no idea. Is or that ever woman, going to be relevant again? Or the woman he went on that date with? Yeah. What's her deal? What's she Pops doing? Nothing. See, that's the sort of shit that like I would have cut all of that if I were making this. Oh yeah. Well, because like in the rearview mirror, it it is zero percent relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's padding for time, or it, like 
it's, it's relevant you, to his it's character. It's like a little bit of context or like a little bit of a reason to care about like what's what's Bucky's mindset. But by the time you get where we are in episode five, like we're not really thinking about it anymore. Right. So even, I, I do not... even it's like a it's like a not even like a real slow burn. You could have just shown like, oh, like Bucky's got his own notebook just like Steve did. And he's he 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 has it to make amends. They address it at a later point in time anyway, because Zemo's in his book. So, yeah, honestly, had you not brought up that whole that whole thing in the first episode, I wouldn't have even remembered it. Like, I know I wrote it down in my notes for the first thing, but like none of that has come full circle in any meaningful way. And none of that paid off in any meaningful way that it like just seemed like set dressing again. Yeah. It's relevant to their characters, but not relevant to the story that we're in. Yep. Which, when we're in a contained story, why are we doing this? <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. It's just weird. So, I mean, I think that the uh, interesting bit, like the first scene with his therapist, and you see him kind of going after, uh, you know, that, that, that woman in the car who's like a senator or something that had used his services at one point. Yep. That one scene is great i think it's perfect and it fully encapsulates exactly what he's trying to do yep like she goes over the steps goes over the book crosses it out in the book so we know he's making amends we already kind of know that he's doing this and that is a self-contained full closure this hat like he did a thing he resolved it cross it off we're done yeah the other one like I know we're, they're trying to show like a more human side to him of like, oh, he has to, he has to apologize for murdering his son. That's going to be difficult, but then they're just not going to do it. Like him, sh- him it. showing up on the door and knocking on the door and saying, oh, like, oh, here's the money for lunch. Like that's not the closure for this. Like, I mean, hopefully in episode six, maybe he does go back and he does admit what happened. And then, and then I think that will feel better not like essential or like this is the greatest moment in television history but at least okay you you would have some real closure i think uh i'm making the assumption like we'll probably never see isaiah again so they just go to his house annoy him and then leave and that one feels pretty shitty as like an inclusion of a genuinely interesting story that they're not they're not going to pull the thread on but it, it, it once again it all plays into the deliberate nature of doing a thing for to tick a box and for show versus then actually desiring to deep dive into anything of substance. Yeah. It's so they could make the the reference with the with the doctor in the lab. That was the reason they agitated Nigel. Nigel. Isaiah. Isaiah. And Nadal was the doctor or something like that. I kept calling him Nigel. I don't Nagel? Yeah. Nagel. Nagel. Yeah. Like bagel. 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 For you community fans at home. Mm. Um, all right, so we've, we've got some stuff going on. Uh, it seems like everything it points to Carly and friends realistically, that's who everybody wants. So, some kind of uh cross point or or whatever. Um, Matt, you you came out of the last episode slightly optimistic, but Alexis, you are on the you are the new Matt, you're the you're you're downer city over there. What's what's going on? What, what do we need? What does the show need to do? Nothing. Again, like if they surprise me and I like it, cool. But there's nothing I can think of, which also would probably make sense. Like I'm just kind of too checked out at this point <laughs> to be interested in where it could go. That if they surprise me and they're like, whoa, turn around, you know, surprise, this happened, 
and then I may be drawn back in for the last two episodes, but I'm not really expecting that to happen. What's an know. example point, just of a, a like not for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like what's an example of a surprise? You're gonna have to spoil some show Matt hasn't seen, I guess. But <laughs> has ha, has there ever been something that you were you were checked out on, and then there a the surprise happened, and you were like, I can't even remember exactly what point. But when watching Legion, at okay. one point, I remember it just kind of seemed like it was just going in a roundabout direction. I can't even remember what it was. I think it was near the end of Legion, actually, when they just introduced season one. I haven't, I don't know if I've actually even seen more Legion than that. But uh, introducing the actual baddie instead of it just seeming like he was crazy or something like that. I, mm -hmm. I think that's the drag. It's been years. But I remember that really drawing me back in to watch it through the rest of the show. What okay. That's a yeah. good example. Legion's wacky stuff. I feel like if we watched that, yeah for this show oh, I, think I don't Matt know would how we would that. handle it <laughs> no let's not do Matt that. Would hate that i'd rather not please matt yeah do you enjoy sitting around listening to pink floyd i mean i not particularly I, i'm not anti-pink floyd pink floyd's fine but like would you like sit on your floor and like smoke a joint and listen to dark side of the moon for a couple hours yeah probably not that's legion that's that's my best explanation then would you watch Floyd. legion probably not there's <laughs> <laughs> your answer oh uh, well you said you didn't see later episodes i feel like they sang uh they didn't sing a pink floyd song but there is an episode where they sing but it wasn't a pink floyd right. song so never mind um and is, anyway. is that a mutants thing like what is that okay um legion is the uh, son of professor x so he's got like immense psychic powers but he's 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 fucking crazy it's not just psychic powers it's a uh individual personality per power inside his head so that's hence legion sure and at the end the of show, it i really enjoyed that series from like watching it as the show is really good um but it is very confusing it comes together in the end but right. it is very confusing leading up to the end mm -hmm. so i don't think you would have i don't think you are the type of person that like has fun with that sort of stuff i think you'd find it more frustrating <laughs> correct and not not even in like the playful mystery like one no just thing. like this, this is sucks. just full-on like not <laughs> full-on nonsense what are they doing are they in the 70s are they in the oddies now why is Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza running around like punching people in the face, but also she's melted into a wall? Like it goes fucking nuts. Aubrey the wall? Is that the new Danny the street? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you know who Danny the street is. You know, I try sometimes. Uh, okay, so uh, realistically then, uh, to get Alexis back on board, we need some big, big, crazy villainous reveal. That's a, that's a type of thing that would bring you back. Maybe. That what if Power Broker is actually played by Tom Hanks? Yeah, I don't think that would get me. Either. The Power Broker is played by Stanley Tucci. Now we're talking, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him and Italy eating food. Yeah, it, Power it, Broker. Actually, there we go. Sitting That's at the just sitting at a desk, just like eating carbonara. Oh just, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but what if the like power broker was 
played by Stanley Tucci doing a Guy Fieri impersonation. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, I would not Why would Guy Fieri? There's no reason for that to happen. Yeah. There's, there's no reason for it. I'm just I'm just pushing the pushing the boundaries of what's possible. No, that's you've taken science too far. You've taken imagination too far. Uh, Matt, what do you want? You want you want accountability, uh, right? That's your thing. I, 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 <laughs> that's your that's your whole shtick. After all this bullshit, uh, I mean, kinda <laughs> like I want I want there to be some recompense for 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 Cap America, like either stripped of his title or I I want there to be something of note that comes from that, and we're not just it's not just like a throwaway two minutes of like naughty naughty Captain America, you shouldn't have done the boo boo to that man. I want it to be like an actual legitimate, like, like I wonder if they strip him of his shield and open up applications again, for lack of a better phrase. And then both Bucky and Sam rethink their position on the matter. Does the uh, accountability for Captain America have to come from the government or is it any form of accountability is acceptable? Um, I'd say, um, I'd want it to come from the body that gave him his title. Like, I think he's going to get some some punishment or recompense or something from the people immediately surrounding him in the town square as he bludgeons a man to death. However, if the if the US is still just like, nah, that's chill, that doesn't really like feel great to me. Granted, hmm. It feels realistic. It doesn't feel great. Like, okay, hockey analogy. Oh boy. Somebody does a somebody hits somebody into the boards, bad hit, not great. Teammate comes over, drops gloves, starts beating the tar out of the other dude, and they get into a fight. The first guy still gets a penalty for the bad hit from the refs and from the NHL, but also pays the price by the people immediately around him in the form of punches to the face. So you get an unofficial punishment and an unofficial punishment. That may have actually been one of my better analogies that, that I've ever was, done. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and it was still sports, but we right. understood. So it's like um, you, you run the risk of getting your title stripped, i.e. a penalty, but also mm-hmm. getting your shit rocked, i.e. punched a whole bunch. <laughs> I do have a punch question a for both of you in that way. Then like once, I mean, something would have to happen to him, I'm assuming. But regardless, do you think that would turn him more into a villain character afterwards or do you think he'll look for redemption i think it would turn him into a villain i think that would be i mean not necessarily interesting but i well let me let me walk that back because nothing in his history kind of shows him as doing anything villainous he seems to be a general generally he's on the cusp kind of good person but with the super soldier serum in him, it may bring up some other things inside of him that he never really had the time to come to terms with or learn to control. He kind of just shoved it into his arm and just hopped to it. Um, so if there was some little part of him that was fucked up, i.e. I want to murder a whole bunch of people, um, just like whatever uh, Lamar said, like, yo, it, it makes you like more, it just makes you more Yui or whatever he said. Um, like <laughs> you maybe more it, Yui. I'm pretty am- sure he said that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it yeah. amplifies that one little bit in this torso that's like, I'm kind of fucked up. And then 
then he becomes really that's where that up. stuff lives yep right under your left titty i'm fucked up so essentially you'd be okay with his character almost completely changing just because of a foreign random substance in his body that he could become more i villainous. think i like, think it's more i i think it would come from that a combination of that and the country that he spent his life serving rejecting him I don't, uh, I do not have the same view. I, what I would enjoy watching, uh, just from a story perspective. I don't think I would enjoy that, by the way. Someone <laughs> who, someone who is, uh, seen by everybody as a villain while he struggles to figure out what redemption looks like or means, which I think would be fascinating. I don't, uh, like, I think in probably in his core, John Walker is not a bad person, but what this last episode of Sephora revealed uh, is a little bit more of like the trauma that we hadn't really thought about of like, yeah, like he's a soldier and he's got a bunch of medals, um, which you know shows like valiance and that he's a, he's a good soldier or whatever. But we hadn't really taken the time to even think about, well, he, you know, served in a pretty shitty war. All wars are shitty, but he let's say, a, a war with really, really dubious intent um, and had to make really bad decisions, uh, whether it was to serve his country, to save lives of fellow soldiers, whatever. That's how they talk about it in the last episode. It's like he made a tough choice, but it's implied it was a difficult, it was, it was bad, it was a traumatic choice. So I would love, I, I think like if you think about you know, this making him more Yui, it's less less about like an angry tumor under his left titty, as you said. Correct. Um, but more that there's these deep-seated uh, issues that he has not been able to uh, reconcile or, or grow from. And as a result, there's a lot of anger there, um, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, passion or, or whatever that's kind of blinding him. Um, and, and making him go too far, especially after his seemingly best friend in the whole world dies. So I think uh, everybody now looking at him for his actions and being like, cool, this is the guy that represents the government, the US government, which sucks. He is running around, taking matters into his own hand, operating outside of his jurisdiction, being an asshole, murdering a dude. Like this guy's a villain. But then uh, we spend time with him and he's like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to walk back from what I've done. And that that's what I would want to see. I will say I'll be a little peeved if they interrupt Bucky's redemption arc in the, the opening two episodes in order to give John Walker a redemption arc later in the end. Like, I, I feel like we've spent more time. They can, have, they can both happen simultaneously. Sure. And uh, there's also ways that I could see Bucky gaining more redemption through helping John because Bucky is someone that needed a tremendous amount of help. He needed to help from Steve. You know, Steve sent him up uh, with, you know, the Black Panther and the, and the Dora for helping Wakanda. And like, imagine a world in which part of Bucky's redemption arc is looking at this broken Captain America and fixing him. Like, I think that that's actually pretty neat. I don't know that this show is smart enough to do something like that. I don't but think I. Are. I would enjoy a John Walker redemption arc that intertwines with Bucky's redemption arc. Yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for anything of that caliber coming to fruition here. Like, I, I don't think they've shown how 
they're good at actually, you know, intertwining anything <laughs> other than just like, like the, every, all, all the plates seem to be spinning separately. And I, I, I don't know, not as much like overlapping stuff of any note or interest. Um, I don't know. I, I, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't. We all know. agree, Matt. It's not a very well written show. <laughs> well, this could be miles and miles better than it is. Apparently, we all three agree that this isn't a well written show. But yeah. the but everyone the, else on the planet, the masses at large, are apparently big right. fans. I didn't look at to see what the, the last episode got on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, but I know uh, we all agreed. Well, quote unquote, we all agreed because Alexis has checked out and it's like, I don't give a shit enough about yeah. an opinion anymore. So technically, we <laughs> all agreed that it was the best episode. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. It is the best episode thus far. So, but well, all right. Whatever. Uh, well, we will. Uh, we got these seven spinning plates. Maybe eight if you really, really care about that boat. Um, maybe it's I just guess... like a, maybe it's just like a small saucer. Okay, <laughs> seven spinning, seven spinning plates and a saucer of boat. Perfect. Yep. There's your episode. Hello, podcast listener. I'm Kevin. I'm Jess. And I'm Nick. And we are Make Mine Multiversity, a monthly podcast discussing all things Marvel Comics. Each month, we will be discussing Marvel news and looking at some of their major recent comic book or movie releases. We also look at older storylines, character histories, and Marvel's place in the overall comics market. We have a variety of perspectives. The recent Marvel fan. The jaded longtime reader. And the reader who's finally digging into Marvel's back catalog after a decade of avoidance. If you want to know what books made me cry this month. What books made me almost cry this month. And what books I wish would make me feel something. Check out Make Mine Multiversity, a Marvel podcast. The fourth Friday of every month on multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcast, or your podcatcher of choice. And Make Mine Marvel. Multiversity. Multiversity. How we doing, gang? How we feeling? Alexis, are you back in? I wouldn't say I'm back in, but I did enjoy this episode. Oh wow, look at that! So that's something. And Matt, um, but it doesn't make it better of the entire series for me. Just this episode. Agreed. I- I'd agree with that. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Like, uh, I liked it. I liked parts and other parts. I thought they drew out just for the sake of drawing it out. Um, like I- I'm. Like, I'm glad that Isaiah got his time to give his full piece and ex- fully flesh out what happened there. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Neither was I. I wasn't expecting any level of tact to be used to actually go through what happened to him. And the fact that if they hadn't introduced him <clears throat> in a slapdash way of locked me up because racism and then they get stopped on the street by cops... If that wasn't how they introduced all that, like, I I think the whole arc would have been better. 
Like I'm glad that they finally went back and fleshed it out, but the initial, like the first impression was still subpar, but they Terrible. at least, they, they at least, they, they at least made good on the things they were talking about in some way. Yeah. I mean, I think this was the best episode in that it validated why they chose to do this as a TV series. None of the, like as much as this- Because uh, of the montages. <laughs> no, montage is a, that's a movie thing. Are you kidding me? Fuck off. Uh, you ever seen Bucky? Like, <laughs> there, are two, there are two in one. This is a, two, a twofer montage situation. Yeah, you never seen Rocky? <laughs> Rocky's, half, half of Rocky is just a montage. It's just I like don't. scene, training, montage, scene, training, montage. I also, have, I, I also haven't seen Rocky. It's not literally how Rocky I know is, it's but. not. Um, no, as much as there's stuff in there that like you, you don't necessarily need, or it's like it's like non-essential storytelling or whatever. This is the only, uh, or this is the first time that it really felt like this is something. The, the way they told the story only works in episodic television. So I'm with you. I'm annoyed that they like. Here's like a quick drop of Isaiah, and then we're not going to touch it for four episodes. Yeah. But coming back to it and actually spending time with it, like, okay, great. This episode mattered as an episode uh, rather than other episodes, which all kind of felt like scenes from a movie and filler around them. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I actually uh, was really happy this week. Uh, all things considered. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a few things that still annoyed me overall. But oh, for sure. As a whole, I was like, okay, I actually didn't, I was captivated by this episode versus just kind of like watching it in my peripheral because I have to. <laughs> watching it behind, behind yeah. Twitter on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. All right. We're all <laughs> in. Everybody, this is the best episode. No one has any complaints. We can wrap up early. We're all good. All happy. <laughs> Let's just end this now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like all right. Yeah, we can we can dive into it. The, there there is a, at least one thing I assume you'll want to talk about from this episode, but uh, there, yeah, I mean we can, we can go through your notes. There's a lot. Um, yeah, I just my my initial thing was previously on Winter Soldier, Sam's sister and her storyline was was relevant. Also, <laughs> Isaiah existed because in all of the previously on, they never mentioned them, and they're just like obviously saying like, "Hey guys." we're going to delve into those two things that we just kind of left there on the table. Um, yep. So we got to remind you that we actually talked about these things before because you may not even be sure. It was so long ago. It was multiple weeks ago. It was like three to four weeks ago that we talked about this shit. So maybe you forgot. Um, and then they showed the, just even still in the previously on, rewatching the scene where Lamar dies and Carly actually gives a fuck for a second is so laughable and stupid and I hate it. And having to sit it, sit through it again, really pissed me off again. So I was starting off on a, a sour note. Yeah, she kind of goes full villain. There, yeah. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as in the, the beginning, and I mean, so does, we'll talk about it. So does uh, John Walker. So we talked about that, like, oh, like it would be interesting to have a villain that can be redeemed, but we're all, no. Yeah, no. Kinda we're not going not to not do that. No. that it's, it's unfortunate, uh, but whatever we'll we'll see how the finale plays out and you know what they decide to do with, with all that but anyway yeah. and away we go with cap on the run ding 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 that's what i actually wrote i wrote ding a ding a ding a ding 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 um 
I was hoping that would give me enough of a reminder. Um, so now we're warehouse. Sam's like, yo, give me the shield. And he's, Why did he run to a warehouse? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the unlimited budget of the U.S. military on his side anymore to, to friggin' Fulton him out of there. So he just runs to a random warehouse and chills. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, and then they're like shooting the shit. Sam's like, I want the shield. And he's like, fucking no, I'm Captain America. And I was like, if Sam and Bucky wanted the shield earlier, you sure as shit wouldn't have it, John. What are we doing right now? Yeah. Um, I was also just, I don't know. It, it kind of seemed like he had a big character shift that I just don't quite understand still. Yeah. I am that, Captain America. Yeah. And like, oh no, yeah, you just want to take the shield from me. I'm just Captain America. Like, are we supposed to believe that part of this is from like the, the serum changing him? Is it him so. just realizing the extent? Like, but they don't explain it well. So um, I'm pretty lost as to be like, what's actually going on here? And like, do we actually have to care for him or what? Usually th- they would just be very apparent about this stuff. I think but it's the mix kind of, of anger at Lamar's death the unresolved trauma of being in an unjust war and the super soldier serum in his veins that are just like raising all of these emotions to such an extreme that it kind of takes over everything and, and uh, radicalizes him is not the right word. It's like the one that comes to mind just because he becomes so entrenched in an idea more than anything. Yeah, I mean, that, that like, was my I, take. I get that, like, yeah, the whole situation has kind of pushed him over an edge, so to speak. But then him trying to literally kill like Sam as another soldier just seemed antithetical um, to way too his entire than what well, he was he saying. The one how move, he was acting, you know, he got the shield over the head. He's got his one move now. <laughs> it's kind of his like, you know, ultimate smash. Yeah, <laughs> it just seemed a bit too extreme for how his character has kind of been and introduced and is even talking through this whole time. So I just feel like his character arc was kind of yeah. just lost there. Yeah, he's like, he's kind of like, okay, he's just going to be a villain now. Just like make him full-fledged villain. Like yeah, like he's universally, him, you know? universally lauded for his service yeah. to the country and being, I mean, obviously that comes with like scars that we can't see. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then he just like kind of flips the switch and is like, you know what, fuck everything. Um, because I believe it was Plato that once said, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. It was either Plato or Aristotle, I can't remember which of the two. They said it around 1999, it doesn't matter. It was probably Socrates. Mm. Um, okay, so... My favorite Socrates quote is, all we are is like... Dust in the wind, dudes. <laughs> 420 blaze it. <laughs> oh, that was more of a, a Bill and Ted bit, but sure. Oh, I've never seen I've never seen Bill and Ted. That's what they that's, that's literally what Bill what and Ted did. teach Socrates when they go back in time. As one does. And that's the this is or you can't see my I can't, other hand. I can't this see. This is how this is the Bill and Ted stance. Naturally. Um okay. So now they're just kicking the piss out of each other because, of course, um, 
they try to recreate Captain America holding the helicopter down with John holding Sam down as he flies away. Not the same thing. Not nearly as much beef. Just you're embarrassing yourself. Um, the beef. They're too covered up. See, also true. Beef. Also, we true. haven't really got. Well, we did get a little bit of beef. Oh, we definitely. You get plenty of beef this episode. You definitely snagged some, but not earlier in the series much. I mean, there was like one shirtless scene of Sam, but yeah, we didn't get an appetizer. Uh, we went straight to the entrees. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> I wrote this down. But guys, he's not an evil guy. He's a good person. That's you. That's what you both sounded like before in the pre-show. When I said he was going to become a villain, that's that's what y'all both sounded like. So I don't want him to become a villain. Nobody like, fucking yeah. wants this. I'm just speaking <laughs> reality. Like I said, like my whole hockey analogy is exactly what happened. Like I I I don't want these things to happen. It's just I don't want this power <laughs> to see the future as well as I do. <laughs> I just understand story. <laughs> That's I just you. loved paint by numbers when I was a child. And here we are. Um, You're really, really good at like following the, those like uh, when you have to connect the dots and they make it. Oh my God. And it, I one. Okay. Where's oh, two's over here. Sweet. Connected there's to two. Line. Bam. <laughs> yeah. There's a line. Got a thread. We're on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then he takes what off his mask. Called? connect the dots is it yeah. is it just connect the it's dot? literally connect okay. the yeah. dots cool all right <laughs> <Anyways. the> <laughs> <laughs> sorry so i don't know bill and ted you don't know connect the dots we We're yeah friends. we this is this is our thing we each we share our knowledge with one another <laughs> yeah um and then cap yells or he takes off his mask and maniacally yells i am captain america directly into sam's face um rips his wings off that was fun there was an interesting thing uh our producer shared it with me but i think it was just like a meme or something going around of like every time john walker introduces himself he he always says like i'm john walker captain america or i'm captain america and it was contrasted with images of uh you know chris evans and it's always like i'm steve i'm steve rogers i'm i'm steve like he uh, it, there's an interesting uh element of uh, like another layer that I think shows that John Walker is like unworthy of this title is that that's all this he, seemingly to, is to him. Whereas like the other thing, it people. was just, it was just Steve. That's like Steve Rogers. Is hey guys, I'm he was. Steve. Yeah. That's an interesting point too. I like that. And even people like, tended um, to call him Cap, not even Captain America yeah. because it was just more familiar. And he just, just wants to be called Captain America. But I always think about that scene in um, Infinity War where he meets Groot and he's like, I am Steve. Like that's just, just such a good moment for him. But in hindsight now, <laughs> when you see this asshole who's like, I'm Captain America. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. I get it. <laughs> um, and then I just wrote, it's over, John. We have the high ground, but mostly the shield. They tried to get the high ground on him and it didn't totally work. No, and I said, what was that fucking bullshit WWE ass tag team move that left you all incapacitated? The, f <laughs> the, yeah. the fuck was that? That was a good one though. You know, it kind of reminds me of the end of this other film. 
uh, I forget the name of it, in which two characters also tag team another character. What was that movie? What was it called? Does anyone know? Just anyone, say it. Yeah. Anyone know what it's called? I'm going to go out on a limb and guess. Uh, Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. Thank you. You remembered it, not me. Yep, I remembered it. I broke the dam. Um, <clears throat> so, Cap's on the ground. They take the shield. And they just leave him. They just leave him there and walk away, clearly. I was like, do they apprehend him? They just, Bucky just, does, at least, anyway. Bucky's just, like, yeah, walks Bucky's out like, of there. Sam's down. still on the ground. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's enough for me. I gotta go. <laughs> I got shit to do. He tended to... He's well, on he parole. tended to do that a lot. He just walked yeah. out of rooms a lot. This episode. It's like, cool. It's true. Yeah, his his parole seems to be pretty lenient. <laughs> uh, beating the tar out of an American icon. Does <laughs> that go against your parole? Breaking someone out of prison, you know. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Light crimes. Yeah. Um, yay, Torres is back. <laughs> they didn't forget that he existed. <laughs> Hooray! Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, the world is kind of like clamping down on this whole international incident that was Captain America murdering somebody on in the town square. Um, not oh, shocking surprising. that there's a universal, you know, rebuking of that sort of behavior. Um, I still think it's surprising, but... I mean, sure. I would have thought the government would have like made an excuse for it. But I also live in uh, reality yeah, you, where yeah. modern day Congress people are putting the America First Caucus together. So mm -hmm. low, low expectations on my end for my fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. In you know, to be fair, in the fictional fantasy world where Jews actually might own the space lasers, you know, like mm, that's true. That's a, that's that that's that famous turn of phrase that Jews run the space lasers. That's what everybody says. They, that's how they set forest fires. It, well, naturally, of course. They, they don't happen by lightning strikes or humanity being shitbags in the woods. No, 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 no. It's just those those stars of David hovering by Saturn that just pew, pew, into the, the, the California forests. Lasers out of all six, all six of the points. Correct. And then it like converges like a Death Star sort of thing. And then it just goes, I, I'm sure when they pull the lever, it goes, and then it just goes boom. that sounds awesome actually it's like top 10 sound effects of my life is them pulling the the lever in the death star honestly i'm just happy that we jews can stop having this secret right like this is like the truth behind like every bar mitzvah is like you learn this is what you learn about to become the bar or bot mitzvah person but Do now you learn like those about it. we like all talk the, about it the space laser launch codes like yeah oh sweet is that really what you're reading in Hebrew then? And yep. it's just secret code. And every, everybody that's Whoa. sitting in the <laughs> sitting there that has no idea, like every Gentile in the room is just like, oh, they're just doing a blessing or something. And you're just like, it's six one two seven three nine. Have I ever told you guys this is uh this is a true story. Um when I did my bar mitzvah, I was actually I'm I still probably could. Um I was really good at reading Hebrew, but when you do your bar mitzvah, each word or letter has like an additional symbol that shows an intonation on it of how you're supposed to sing it during your bar mitzvah. And I couldn't remember those. But have, have, I, have either of you ever been to a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah? 
I've been like three or four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Alexis is shaking her head now. I don't have friends, so that's fine. And a benign mitzvah, which was fun. Basically, every single uh, intonation that you do kind of sounds the same. Like it, all the notes are like, uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, even that did it at the exact same time. So I faked it. I read it and I just made up how I sang it along the way. And that, like, I don't think anybody knew the difference. Well, reading is so easy once you learn, once you learn the letters in Hebrew. Reading it's so easy, <laughs> but like, it, I, I couldn't remember. So I just literally flubbed my way through my bar mitzvah. But like, I feel like they have to do that because, like, what are they going to do? Hold it against tone deaf Jews? <laughs> No, you can't. Sorry, you just don't have pitch. That uh, you're not gonna, you not gonna make a it. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna cut it here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Your pitch was all over the place. They all, everybody's just sitting by the, the altar with their coke, their coke glasses, being like, "Nah, dog, didn't do it for me." Uh, the other thing I remember about my bar mitzvah was my dad saying, "Well, at least it wasn't the Ark of the Covenant." It's a good joke. Look at him. Uh, movies. Like, cool. Yeah. The dude knows movies. Look at this. <laughs> the apple seen, doesn't fall far. I've seen that one, Dad, with you. <laughs> That's nice. Those are the two the two bar mitzvah facts for you for the day. <laughs> I can't say that that happens at every bar mitzvah, that a dad makes a, re- a movie reference and that the kid fakes his way through his Torah reading. But I have to imagine most kids are faking their way through their Torah readings. Knowing kids and knowing myself, I feel like I would have bullshat my way through it. <laughs> like if yeah. I had to read something in Italian for like a, a, an Italian bar mitzvah, I would have been fucked. <laughs> what is an Italian bar mitzvah? I don't know. <laughs> is that just like when you finally learn your mom's marinara recipe? Yeah, or you you, you have to like sing Andrea Bocelli in Italian. <laughs> that would be so difficult. Yeah, that's why nobody gets it yeah. <laughs> except for Andrea. <laughs> It's a and his Shelly mitzvah. What is your your bot mitzvah equivalent like, Alexis? Because if I, if I I'm the actual bar mitzvah and Matt's the Italian <laughs> bar mitzvah, like what's yours? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I mean, we I'm, like I'm so American. Of Catholicism actually has a confirmation thing, so that would probably be the literal equivalent. But a Bocelli oh, mitzvah is way more conver- fun. Confirmation. Confirmation yeah. was the thing. Sure. If we want to go into like Protestant stuff, just baptism over and over again. But how many times have you been baptized? I don't know. Like a few. Is it actually you have to be baptized? I'm asking a no, real question right you now. You technically only have to be baptized once, but because my do? father was a pastor of a church and my uncle was a pastor of a church, mm. I think I just kind of kept going to these things. Oh, I okay. I was wondering if this was like. Like he did something bad, so you had to be rebaptized. <laughs> you got to re-up. My baptism expires then, in 2019. I got to re-up it. Technically, yeah, you can be baptized as much as you want. All it is is dunking your head in some water. So, I mean, you could do it at home. I would assume. I don't a really baptism, know. How oh my works. god, that's. I think we did it at the YMCA pool. <laughs> nice. You know, because we had the monies for it. You know, we really balled out there. It's making it rain YMCA cash. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So let's go to the second scene of this episode now. <laughs> well, in that same scene, <laughs> he has he has the the crate uh, with his wings and towards is like, yo, what the hell? What what fucking happened here, man? And I just <laughs> take 
these broken wings learn to fly again so that's the second musical reference i have in here i don't think i have any more um but takes the shield and then oh and then i wrote leave the we leave the wings take the shield which made no sense why not just have both yeah you i would love to be and have the shield then Falcon Especially because he made such a huge deal about repairing the wings in the first episode. He was like, you yeah. guys can't. Every time you guys do this, you fuck it up. Unless his thought, which I guess as I'm think, speaking out loud now, maybe he was like, no, nah, I think I'm done with the wings. Maybe that's what it was. Like he's better than the wings now. Or like, well, Captain America didn't have wings, so he can't. And now but he's going to try to figure out being Captain America. But Captain America was also a super soldier. And he's not a super right. soldier. Right. He so kind of have all extra... the mechanical enhancements he needs to just maintain mm -hmm. his life, really. I, I mean, point. I wonder. Hmm. Nintendo has a pretty storied history of having some pretty aggressive DMCA and copyright claims against them. Maybe having Captain Falcon in their show would have been a little too much for them. <laughs> so you need to nix the Falcon bit. You yeah. can only have the Captain bit. Just so, you know, everybody's lawyers stay happy. Why can't it just been the Falcon captain then? Just That's Falcon around. America. That just sounds yeah, ridiculous. Falcon America. <laughs> Come American on. American Falcon. <laughs> I, I am a funny. real American. Um, okay. Aha, third musical reference. Hmm. I wasn't written down. Fourth, um, if you include the Bar Mitzvah story. <laughs> <laughs> Fifth, if you include Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> um... So now the trial of John Walker. Yeah, expunged from U.S. military. Got his ass whipped. Um, and yeah, I was oh. like, cool. So this is going to be his turn because it's going to be the expulsion from the only thing that gave his life meaning. Right. That, mm -hmm. And that's kind of sucky. But also, so at least Sam and Bucky know that he's a super soldier because they fought him and would assume that, oh, he's super powerful now. Yeah, like, we got it. <laughs> like, he, we know this. He and punched then me across the room. They're just like, okay, cool. We're just going to let him go be a super soldier and <laughs> kind of thing. And, like, no one else in the government knows. So, like, they didn't tell anyone else because apparently in the next scene when, you know, Elaine comes, um, she's like, oh, I know your secret kind of thing. Like, I could tell. So assuming that everyone else doesn't know that he, and it just seems confusing and weird. Yeah, like, like releasing a releasing a super soldier back into the environment just casually. Yeah, who's at least has like PTSD, mentally like. Now even has if a he doesn't sheet. become like a villain, like a super villain, like that could be dangerous if he goes back in the world, with just a bunch of power, for normal people. Yeah. So like, what the fuck? Sam and Bucky. <laughs> yeah, being like, stripped, being stripped of the only thing that gave him meaning, seeing his best friend die, um, and then just general PTSD from his previous time serving in the military, then becoming a super soldier and having all of that stuff zhuzhed up a little bit, and then being released back into the wild. Yeah, and they're just like, he's as long misguided. as he doesn't have the shield, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. He can still be super strong and shit. But that's the only thing. You know, that's the, the only thing the being problematic. Part. Yeah. Well, we took Superman's cape, so I think we're good. <laughs> Probably won't melt anything with his laser eyes. Um, I've never heard the, the phrase other than honorable discharge. It's usually like an honorable discharge or a dishonorable, dishonorable discharge. discharge. An other than honorable discharge. It's weird. I don't know if that's a real term or if they made it up. Doesn't matter. It's wild. 
And I was like, oh, and he gets his benefits stripped. That's the real, he's not getting that, that military pension anymore. Not getting any of them government bennies. We don't even do that for uh, criminals in our reality, apparently. I know. So that's wild. Yeah, they, they really took it a step further. You, um, really, uh, you really have to kill somebody in town square for them to, to do that, apparently. Yeah. Like, not just figuratively do it. Or tell people that you could do it and get away with it. Right. Okay, I think, I think you're I get, sort of getting... I, get what you're, I, get, I understand what okay. you're doing. <laughs> not gonna not gonna elaborate but I, I i smell what you're stepping in um <laughs> it's like okay a normie tries to leave the courtroom equals bailiff stops them and walks them back to the stand ex captain america super soldier persona <laughs> non grata numero uno nah i'm just i'm just gonna head out don't need to exacerbate things no nah, i see where we're going i think i get the gist eh, i'm gonna go <clears throat> um and when Cap's like, they don't know what it takes to be Captain America. Like, Bruh, you were Captain America for like a month. <laughs> you it's don't even. know what it, Yeah, like you don't like know week. what it takes to be Captain America, bro. Like where the fuck, like what the fuck do you know? Um, um, I, I will chime in here because I just had to look it up because I Googled have it. heard of other than honorable discharge. It is a different type of discharge than dishonorable discharge where basically your service has no recognition, but you aren't like tied to it. And like, you aren't shown as dishonorably discharged. So it's okay. basically, they just wipe you out and say like, you didn't exist. It's like an annulment. Part. It's like mm. a military annulment. Right. That tracks then for the like constant secrecy of the government. Um, I mean, it, it like not for nothing, it does kind of lead back to with Isaiah and they yeah. just, just anything anything related to super soldiers or, or uh, unfit Captain Americas, let's say. It's gone. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think they like blacklist it, wipe it under the rug, but it's not like a dishonorable discharge usually means you're also court-martialed or something right. else is happening. So it just means like that's not happening, but Interesting. we don't sure. claim you anymore or whatever. Yeah. All right. Now that's a relevant actor. We give Jane Doe, Joe Schmo, a full fucking minute slow-mo music entrance. We give Julia some high heels. Do better. <laughs> Do better. Julia deserves better. I was shocked when she showed up. It caught me so off yeah. guard. I thought it was just going to be, I was like, is this going to be Sharon? Is this going to be, mm -hmm. uh, who? I didn't know. I didn't know who it was going to be. Some random other person that they just threw away in a millisecond. I mean, it is, but um having it be julia i was like shit hi yeah. hello there i kind of expected ask... her to be the veep honestly <laughs> oh I my just god that'd her. be amazing and i would have been like a, a small part of me also hope that um alexis <laughs> do you know do you know that name do you know who that is it sounds familiar but i can't remember what she's actually tied to i won't comment. say it I, the I, name I... definitely is familiar it was it was spoiled for me oh that's a shame not not i mean after the fact like like i know who she is now yeah no that's a shame yeah yeah i don't really give a fuck <laughs> okay i mean i i i don't want to i didn't want to say because when she said her name i was like oh fuck but yeah i can, can tell see, you if you want alexis can see our, where this our, is our listen, okay like our listeners can do earmuffs if they want uh she's madam hydra 
Oh, right. Okay. That doesn't make sense. What's wild about it is uh, the TV show actually did an arc about that character. And in a different way, uh, uh, Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. did like its own kind of iteration of, of, of that, but so are they just kind of wiping agents of shield into the front it's it's weird right because uh the the dark home thing was also in agents of shield mm-hmm. and now and then it just showed up in wandavision and um, uh, apparently it also showed up in another tv show that i didn't watch um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I, they're either referencing it or they're pretending it didn't happen <laughs> whichever version you you're happier with I, i'll say that uh the the other time they did the 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 Madame Hydra story uh, was like technically like in a virtual reality, so to say, or like like an, an alternate uh, virtual reality thing. I don't know how to easily describe it yeah. without having to explain like ten other things. So I'm not going to try. Yeah, please don't. But yeah. Yeah. that also sounds like something I don't want to pay attention to. <laughs> Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. So it, it, it was whatever. But so, so yeah, the, that, that's who that is. So that's kind of wild. So I so, assume we're going to see a lot more of her. Well, because I, I heard she was... So all of my notes do not reference the fact that she is Madame Hydra. Um, but it was mentioned... Like, in, in the conversation I had that 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 brought it up... Um, Who my, ruined it for you? Was it Steve? Of course it was Steve. Fucking Steve. <clears throat> um, Doesn't let you have your childhood. Yeah, childhood at 30. Um... <laughs> So apparently she was supposed to be introduced in Black Widow or she's going to play a bigger role in Black Widow or something like that. Or she's going to be in Black Widow is what he said, something along those lines. I don't know how much of that is true, if any, but. I also don't know, but I, I am aware of the same stuff. And it, it seems reasonable given that you don't get Julia in the studio for 15 seconds and then say, bye. Yeah, she's definitely going to be a much bigger character overall just because of the star quality. Yeah, it seems like, oh, yeah, it would seem like a waste to only use the, a character that you create for 15 minutes. Yeah. So being or just totally... to pop in occasionally in yeah. various Marvel universe things. Uh, being totally honest with you, like, I don't know shit about Black Widow. I really don't. Um, other than it's, it is called Black Widow, and I'm aware of uh, some of the actors in it that aren't Julia Dreyfus. <laughs> Like like uh, Florence Pugh is in it. I know that. Um, I don't know who that is. But um, one of the things that I was actually thinking about, uh, I think last night was, I don't, I have no idea what like the common thread in the Marvel universe is anymore. And like that's both like interesting and weird because you think about like Iron Man came out two thousand eight and it like ends with that moment of Samuel L. Jackson being like, I'm I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. It's like, oh cool, like Iron Man's gonna start to lead to the rest of the Avengers. You don't really know how. You don't know about like Infinity Stones quite yet. Um but that like there is that like light little thread of the like the Avengers are coming together. Here's the Hulk, here's uh Thor and a Captain America movie. Great. And I have no idea what the connecting thread of the Marvel universe is anymore. Now that all the Infinity Stone stuff is neither do I is done. And I, I, maybe Julia Louis Dreyfus and uh, sorry, Madame Hydra. Maybe that represents the return of Hydra in some capacity as a connective thread. But even so, there didn't appear to be any Hydra. I mean, there were references to Hydra because they had to make it for Wanda's past and WandaVision. But I don't know if like 
the the resurgence of Hydra is the new. Um, I feel like that's got to be the new thread. the new threat, like the new thing that pulls everybody together is Hydra coming back. That seems like a big enough like unifier that everybody would 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 kind of come together around defeating Hydra a second time. But see. <clears throat> Hydra only really existed in the one movie, right? Winter Soldier. That was that was like we really learned about Hydra, and then Hydra was "quote unquote" defeated. I guess. I mean, I mean Captain America. America, yeah. <laughs> but even like it only mattered to anybody else in uh, Winter Soldier, and then like the opening sequence of well, uh, yeah. what call it, Age of Ultron, when they were like, "Oh, like Hydra's scattered now." And then they've never really been mentioned before. And if I recall correctly, when, like when they announced phase two of Marvel, like they announced like, oh, we end with Age of Ultron. When they announced phase three, they're like, we end with Infinity War and like, you know, this two-part Avengers movie. And here, all they've said about phase four is I think it ends with the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> so like, you look at the rest of the Marvel slate and get Black Widow and Eternals, uh, another Doctor Strange, another Spider-Man, uh, Shang-Chi, like, yeah, uh, uh, maybe Hydra is like a bigger thing now, but I can't tell what. Uh, and all through the mo- the TV shows, She Hulk and Hawkeye and Loki and Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. Like, yeah, I have no idea what this what the connected thread is anymore. And the the, the Hydra thing kind of brought me to that realization. I feel like that's fair too, and it also feels like Hydra is becoming like the entity equivalent of loki where it keeps like almost dying and keeps coming back which could end up being very <laughs> annoying as well because i hate that aspect of loki as well um where if it keeps like oh you know hydra's gone we defeated it and then like oh no this person i mean i get that's what a hydra is you cut off one head and you gotta it keeps cut all the heads back. off now but it kind of seems like yeah has it evolved yet or anything like i don't know yeah I'd be kind of disappointed if it keeps coming back no, that's in fair. this capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 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 this situation, I prior to it being spoiled, I thought that Elaine is the power broker. So that was my thoughts there because she seemed all knowing, all powerful, all whatever. Um, that could have been cool too. But no, it's definitely still it's definitely still Sharon, but. Oh my god, the scene in this episode was just like Oh cool, it's you. Nose, 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 nose. <laughs> Literally calling Batrock on the phone and then he yeah. shows up a scene later. Like Yep. We get it. You're pulling mm-hmm. st- you're playing both sides. <laughs> um I gotta play both sides. So I always come out on top. Correct. She gets it. She understands. Um and Torres was like, Carly is under underground. Like she's super duper underground, which means she's back where she was three minutes ago. How could the governments of the world find this chameleon back in the town square where she just was? She's just too good. <clears throat> cool. Because uh, just goes back to where she just was and where everybody knew she was. But apparently she's moved underground. The underground of... They never expect someone to go back to the scene of the crime, you know? Yeah. Oh. And then the underground later on of Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Maybe they went underground the ocean. To ah, get to Central Park. Hollow Earth. I've read about this. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. 
Okay. So then we get to the Zemo scene. Holy shit was this start to finish terrible. Okay. Zemo's hanging out at the Sokovia monument because of course he is because he brought it up like 18 times that they had never gone to the monument. So of course they're going to go to the fucking monument. It was also in the previously on. (laughs) Great. They had to remind us about the monument. Bucky shows up at the monument. Zemo's like, oh, I expected you sooner. And then like, oh, the only way to take them down is to kill Carly, essentially, is what he says. Um, And Bucky's like, nah, I'm going to shoot you in the head. And takes out the gun, puts it up to his forehead, pulls the trigger. It clicks, doesn't go off. And then he opens his other hand and the most student film ass, student film fucking pearls falling from Batman's mother's neck scene (laughs) in the history of the goddamn world of the bullets clinking to the ground. And I'm like, this you're, you think what? you're making a statement, but you're not making a statement. Like, if you instead, like, ceremoniously put your gun, like, just dropped the weapon, that would do the equivalent thing. Saying, like, haha, I pulled the trigger, but I knew I didn't have any bullets in it. That's not a statement. You're not making a statement. That's horrendous. And then, and then the, the, I can't remember the Wakandan guard's name. I am. But like they're the Dora Milaje, that one. Thank you. They come and arrest him, where he's going to spend out the rest of his days on the on the raft. But like, what the fuck? That was also odd because they don't own the raft. So why do they care? I don't know, man. But like that scene was hot horse shit. Because not only that, when they pan over to them walking Zemo away, you can see a goddamn spaceship in the corner there and it's like hey maybe while zemo was standing at this monument for a week and a half maybe he noticed the spaceship there ready to take him away <laughs> it's all think that's how that happened Dude, like if like- anything he probably heard the spaceship land when the dora and the bucky arrived together and that's why when Bucky walked over, he was like, he didn't, he didn't even have to turn around. It wasn't some like special thing. He was just like, no, I just heard your spaceship, man. Yeah. Th- all of this renders what happens in between really, really stupid. That's what I'm getting at. The, the gun thing made me want to die. <laughs> I wanted to take one of those bullets and put it in the gun and just kill Zemo and be done with it. Yeah, it seemed like He's an unnecessary scene. It's like, real, real silly. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't think we gained like, anything from this. You could have had the arrest happen, and then we just kind of, like, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. It was stupid. Um, I think it is likely to put the bug into Bucky's head that he and Sam are going to have some kind of conflict in the final episode about what to do. Fine. Yeah. I mean, Zemo's greatest weapon was always manipulation. It wasn't like punching people or wearing a mask for one scene for some reason. Mm-hmm. He loves that mask. Had to show it off. Very strange. It's still, it's still a head scratcher for it's me. It's weird. And that has they they haven't put that in the previously on, so you know they're not coming back to that mask. <laughs> yeah, so. that's completely done with unless Ma- it's going to be on the next episodes previously on oh man and then he breaks out of the raft with the mask on yeah. and then takes and it again, off two seconds later why the raft because like they make a big deal about needing to take him into uh you know wakandan custody so you assume he's going to rot in some i don't know 
basement in a in in Wakanda or, or some shit like that. And then they they're just going to turn them over to the U.S. government anyway. After all that, did they actually say? I thought they just they wanted the him rest. back behind bars. No, they, no, they, they, the they, they, they quote like, saying that he's going to like spend the rest of his days in the in the raft or something like that or on the raft. And that's no, as, I mean, like as previously, as we I don't remember them saying was they were taking him to Wakanda. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was on by like the United no, he, Nations or something. He told Bucky like that he should go to Wakanda. I don't think they specifically said that they were taking Zemo to Wakanda. It's just strange that they would have turned him over somewhere else, I think, when they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do I think they to just Zemo. want him behind bars in general. So when they any, any bars out, will do like, yeah, put him back. Maybe put him matter. behind Maybe put him behind your Wakandan bars because clearly they're stronger than these fucking bullshit <laughs> German bars or now American bars. Yeah, lowest level with... security German prison. Yeah. Okay. I double-checked. The raft is, in fact, associated to the United States. So they're just give, handing them back to the U.S. government after all that. Yeah, whatever. But Which is it, also it is very bizarre because if he was in German custody and then he goes to U.S. custody, there's some weird extradition going on here. I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Wakanda works outside of any jurisdiction, and they can kind of do whatever they want. I mean, I guess so does the U.S. So. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Got him. Um. All right, so we're be a back. lot of random prisoners on that that raft at this point. <laughs> like, it the raft has been uh, not for nothing. The raft has been how multiple things have ended and just said, "You're going to the raft," and it, I feel like that's what they do when they don't. Marvel really a, Suicide Squad. <laughs> maybe they're going to do that and pull together the disparate yeah. characters from Raft Squad, this show, and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Um, that'll be fun. It'll be a great time. Yeah. Um, so now we go back to Baltimore where Sam's bringing the, the, the shield back to talk to Isaiah. Um, and also, I don't, did they ever say his grandson's name? Elijah. Yeah, I know it is now because it came up in a subtitle, but I was like, of course we're doing like an Eli and uh, we're, we're, we're going hard into uh, like old Testament naming conventions. Um, I know that wasn't by like this show's choice. It was by that's what their names were in the comics, but also of course they did that. Isaiah and Elijah were created by very different people. So, okay. I guess one person wrote the Old Testament, Matt. Said nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a bunch of people have fucking biblical names so it doesn't oh, matter was that not in the intonation in your reading <laughs> christ <laughs> um wow okay so we're back in baltimore uh goes to see isaiah they're 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 um something like honestly this whole scene i think was great i think start to finish was really, really good. Um, like they get into the backyard and Sam's like, don't give me this, this whole bitter old man crap. And he's like, as a black man, if you ain't bitter, you're blind. And I'm like, fair play. Isaiah's seen some fucking shit. Like no shit. He feels this way. Um, and then he gave the the story of being in the red tails, which I'm pretty sure wasn't that like a, an all black fighter pilot squadron in, in like world war two. 
if my memory serves, I think it's a, a they're a real thing. The only reason I know, I think George Lucas made a movie about the Red Tails, if if my memory serves. It's probably called Red Tails. <laughs> uh, all everything you're saying is technically correct. And in a in a fashion. Cuba Gooding George. Jr. Yep. Actually, yeah. Yeah, actually. I don't yeah. know more than that. I haven't seen it. I just remember uh, Lucasfilm produced it. Oh, sorry. So it wasn't made by Lucas, but fair enough. It's also still technically the... correct because he the executive produced it. So um so that was like a cool little nugget in there because it's also a very cool just general story. Um so him and his squadron. So so basically he blames Steve directly for putting him in jail. Then he goes through into the uh, the the box that he takes off the mantle. And I said, this is interesting. Isaiah's story is interesting. Him and his core being treated as lab rats with the serum, tested on them without their knowledge, some of them being captured, and the brass talking about how just bombing the POW camp so that the enemy doesn't know what they were doing because the serum and what it represents was more important to them than the black men that were injected with it. That is an interesting and compelling story arc. Mm-hmm. That is actually a well done, like, this is racism. This is what this is. Not we're, we're going to check a box because we, we, we got stopped in the, the street. Like, yeah, that's also a piece of this, but that's also just like a cheap, what can we do in 15 seconds to show racism exists? Whereas this is like deep seated government bullshit racism, which is like, this is an actual compelling story. I feel. Um, the only thing that they didn't, really say which is a little bit unfortunate um because i think it makes the story that much more compelling is so he tells the story of how he um escaped and right he went and to broke save his... the people yeah he did it wearing a captain america costume and using captain america's shield oh so <clears throat> that's an interesting he was known uh this is like his one time doing it because like yes he had the super soldier serum but this was like his own time wearing the super suit how did he get the, the shield he stole it word um it in in whatever camp that he was in whether uh like the one thing that marvel universe hasn't like totally done is that even after captain america went in the ice they like kept putting people in the costume year over year over year over year just to do like uso Um, shows and shit like that i imagine i mean no even like just putting people out in the field as captain america there have uh it's one of those things that like i think other writers have sort of done over time is like introduce the other captain americas in in uh world war ii and throughout throughout history um, because it was always about the idea, right? Um, so he stole one of those costumes and he stole a shield and then he was put in jail for that by the government. He was, he, uh, was court-martialed and imprisoned because he stole Captain America's outfit. Doesn't matter that he saved people's lives. Doesn't matter that he did all these great things. He was put in jail for it. And it works really well in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the way he tells the story is actually... As he's telling it, I, I think you're supposed to uh, remember that scene in the first Captain America movie where Steve stops being like a USO actor and he actually takes the shield and he goes and he saves people and he, he brings them all back and, you know, they want to put out a parade for him. And that's that's where the Stan Lee cameo is, right? They like, uh, yeah. you know, want Captain America to show up and he's too busy because he's out doing Captain America shit. Um, and here, no, this guy... In the same way that Steve stole the costume, stole the shield, went rogue, here's another guy, stole the costume, stole the shield, 
but because he's black and he's not the quote unquote actual Captain America, we're going to court martial him and put him in prison. Dishonorable, like, even, dishonorable even, discharge. I even with that today from Alexis. Even without that like extra context, I think this the story still works. And without even without going into like that extra detail, you can that it, it's not like they altered the story to get to this place. Like that story still exists and could sure. have been the rest of the details that Isaiah left out, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. All that all that still uh so it's not like rewriting that history, yeah. I guess, is more what I meant. Um, and then so after he broke all of the men out of the facility, presumably all of the rest of them died just due to side effects from the serum. And he was the only one that survived, essentially. Because um, at first they made it sound like he was just in jail for 30 years for something. Hmm. But he was in jail for 30 years, but mostly under the pretense of, we need to figure out why the super soldier serum shit worked on you. So we're just going to treat you like a lab rat for 30 years. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's why I said, why would you even waste your, your breath on the fucking rip from the headlines, checks a box. Ooh, it's happening outside your front door. Bullshit. When you actually have a compelling and horrendous story highlighting the racism in the country, world and military, like you have a story here. If you just let it percolate a little bit longer, instead of trying to rush it. Um, like it, that doesn't make this story hit less hard but it, it it made it initially seem cheap and it made it initially seem like Disney's trying to check a box versus trying to show, tell an actual story. And then when they give, when they give Isaiah fucking like nine minutes, that's it. Like didn't need a ton of time. You can actually get a compelling story there that, that highlights exactly what they, they want to highlight and exactly what the story they want to tell is. Um, so I, I think at least Isaiah paid off, even if the whole initial Isaiah scene from episode two or whatever didn't. Um, yeah, and, I mean, I was happy that they 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 uh, went back and actually. Thank, yeah, gave honestly, him, thank God because mm-hmm. it would have been story. And and I think also this is super been really cool. frustrating if they didn't. And this is like imperative in framing the now foregone conclusion that Sam is going to be Captain America. Um, it's, it's, it is a good way of like, I, I don't think this excuses the missteps of the past four episodes, but having Sam know that he needs to go back to talk to Isaiah is good for episodic storytelling in general. I wish that that first introduction was better. Correct. Having the payoff feels good and it works for the arc of uh, Sam's character and the, the, overall rollout of this episode sure um so just to close out that scene uh <clears throat> sympathetic nurse basically declared him dead which was the only way that he was able to get out of there and now he's sort of been living under the radar as a dead man since then in baltimore um yeah i think in the comics he was pardoned uh years years later and then uh, he, he was like an underground figure. Of so, like, I mean, yeah, either black way. Captain America was like a sure. legend. Um, and the, the line that I think he finished with or the end of that scene with was, they'll never let a black man be Captain America and no self-respecting black man would ever want to be. And I'm like, yep, this is, this is good in framing what this entire thing seemed to be about. Mm-hmm but then they seem to shy away from that 
a right. lot. Like it I, I went I, off in a different direction and now they're trying to come back to it. Correct. Like, <laughs> like I think this, I think if you would have the entire story be like little bits of this throughout to get to like an inflection or an escalation point at the end, that would have like been a more compelling story than what we've gotten thus far. Mm -hmm. Like if this is the story you want to tell, don't make this like a B or a C story because this is the important story of all of this. This is the most important aspect of what this TV show is and what it represents. And like muddying the waters with all of the, the GRC flag smashers, fucking Zemo fucking power broker, like all of that stuff kind of just muddies the, the message, but they also don't have that message throughout it. Like if they wanted it to be about this, it should have been about this, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, Cause this just seems like uh, we planted the seed of this is like, where a lot of this, where, where a lot of Sam's hesitation in taking that shield comes from in episodes like one and two, one barely, two a little bit. And now we're on to five and we start really talking about it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. there's a storyline there. I think that that escalates a little bit better. They could have trimmed, they could have. I think when, uh, what we'll probably feel at the end of next week is that this didn't need to be six episodes. Yeah. It could have been still like a, a good solid mini series. Um, and maybe maybe six episodes under like a different uh, vision or like a better storyteller than Malcolm Spellman. Um, whether or not it needs to be a movie or, or, or miniseries, cool. We'll, we'll debate that to the, the end of time. But there is a really good story in here. And you're right. The amount of stuff that they did to pad it out is part of what hurts it. You get scenes like this and then you remember like, cool, like this is... This is why I wanted to watch this show in the first place. For scenes like this. Right. And, right. And but this, it, this narrative. It's a real bummer that that narrative and scenes like this are like two. Yeah. <laughs> especially for a show called The Falcon and Winter Soldier. They're just, especially in the middle, there just wasn't much focus on their characters. It started out with it. Like if we are headlining the series as being about these characters, kind of got lost in the middle and now they're just trying to like wrap it back up and be like all right we started out like trying to give you like the human drama of these characters and now i expect this episode and probably the next one too is going to be more about i mean bucky with his amends sam coming to terms with like who he has to be and grow to and it's like cool so those three episodes in the middle or two or three episodes in the middle is kind of like those happen too. It's one of those right. things that like Enough. you see shows and movie, uh, uh, sorry, especially actually comic books. There are, uh, I want to say kind of arbitrary unspoken rules of how long certain stories are supposed to run. It's like, Oh, this, you gotta have your like six episodes or your six issues for a trade or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, a full story arc, you can't tell it in one or two issues. If it's one, it's just a one-off. It's not a real story arc. And you can't have like a two-issue miniseries in a comic book form. So it feels in the same way that they were like, oh, well, we got it. It's got to be a six-episode series because that's pretty standard. Six-episode miniseries. Yeah, there aren't like a, there are some, but there aren't a ton of like three-episode miniseries because those are like, we're going to do, hey, you're watching NBC or AMC or some shit. We're doing this like special three-night event thing. It's not like a real show or not real miniseries, you know? 
Um, so it feels like they they felt they needed six episodes, even though they didn't have six episodes worth of story. Definitely. And you hit some arbitrary or they criteria. just wanted to introduce so much stuff into the overall universe and they're just like we're gonna pad it in here here's our main <laughs> story but we want to introduce all of this other stuff so we're just gonna kind of throw it in there too <laughs> yeah like, the flag smashers are gonna be relevant later so we need to throw them in here the power broker is gonna be relevant later we need to throw them in here yeah, we need sharon back we need yeah. all of this kind of elaine stuff back that elaine's gonna out. be relevant in a movie we gotta throw elaine in here right I can't, all this I, stuff there just it, it kind of felt like that more to me is like as like the second series really trying to key up this whole new side of the marvel universe it felt like they were just trying to throw in a bunch of stuff to be yeah. like here it is we're introducing it now and then we can say we introduced it so you can't be mad at us later for just bringing it up which <laughs> is wild because they did it so much wrong. better in wandavision but like, I didn't they introduced WandaVision... sword it's like a whole new thing yeah. And but, like, uh, but they did that like didn't initially feel, like didn't feel forced they did that yeah. they did sword sword right off the bat like there wasn't a ton more that was like outside of those like sword and that town in new jersey that got introduced like sure there were like like rambo and shit like that got introduced but like there weren't that many entities that got introduced that will have long-standing like other than like sword and rambo agatha's gone so like, I right gone question mark the end question mark um, Loki gone no, right let's be, let's be serious God the MCU's cockroach. Is there anything else? Like, there's not a ton that has like long lasting effects. More on like the magic stuff, I think, which it's like you sure teeing it up for Doctor Strange, and I, I right. imagine. But they there, didn't. There is an interesting. Uh, uh, conversation to be had about like at, at this point where you have to watch so much media like you can't just let's say hypothetically you're just like a really big fan of Doctor Strange so you've only ever seen Doctor Strange and no other movie and then you go oh, oh they're making a second one like you go to see it and there's all this other shit plus Doctor Strange was in a bunch of other movies like Thor Ragnarok and Avengers yeah. and you're like what the hell is all of this other stuff yeah. right it's overwhelming. What is this Wanda's vision bullshit? Like, agreed. What is this WandaVision bullshit? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I kind of feel like too, at least with the WandaVision, like most of the stuff being introduced was like singular entity kind of things, either individuals or an idea. Whereas this is like communities, corporations, like Flag Smashers is a lot of people. A global, Power like Broker global, and Madripoor yeah. is a lot of people going on. It's not just like yeah. one person you have to keep track of. It's like, okay, this one community or something is introducing 20 new characters and then this one will introduce right. all these other characters and all of this kind of it's stuff like, it's it just like it feels you, overwhelming it's yeah. like if you introduce like eight different swords in right. in falcon winter soldier it's kind of what it feels like is there's just there's there's a lot of shit that clearly seems like it's going to be it's okay there are two options either they die on the vine in the final episode in the dumbest way possible which or, would make me more mad at this point. Correct. Who's the one that dies? <laughs> Sorry. All, all of these organizations, like Flag right. Smashers and, oh, all of and Power dead. Broker, all of it's like somehow gets wrapped up at the end of this. Mm -hmm. Or none of these things get wrapped up except like, and this is just like teeing up exactly the next thing. There's like no mm -hmm. resolution and just onward. Like the only resolution is going to be between them and John Walker, I think. Yeah, I mean, flag uh, the flag smashers are an idea. Someone else could carry it on. 
Um, Power Broker, sure. Hanging out in Madripoor. We could do more Madripoor stuff later on. Like I, I think through in my head uh, the upcoming films and stuff and shows, and it's like, yeah, you, you could see a couple that might touch on Madripoor. Um, but I'm also assuming the GRC is going to become a bigger government entity if they've literally referenced it so much and like brought have. it up so much mm. if they just kind of kill it off here especially because like there's not going to be an easy resolution to the problem that the GRC is facing of like having all these people back like that is going to have to be a lasting issue that's going to kind of go through the universe yeah it'd be strange. I would say like if every single fucking movie and show from now on in the Marvel universe is like oh we got to talk about the blip and the emotional impact of the blip like it's gonna get real uh bad yeah what's the word i'm looking for old tired tired right bad. but they also like, can't just like tie it up easy like right. there's no, no economic there's no prosperity winning. for everyone <laughs> yay like, yeah like there's ways they can make it interesting but like if i'm being like by the time we get to fucking moon night if i'm if i still have to deal with oh well moon knight's fighting this guy who's really upset about the blip like nah man like let him just punch a dude that's super into the sun or something like right I but i guess the, the thing is like alexa's making a good point like if you're introducing a, a, a thing that's affecting the entire globe and saying that everybody's suffering in some economic or some some capacity they're 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 suffering and this organization exists to try and hopefully alleviate that or whatever that you you don't just say like somebody has a boo-boo and it healed by the next movie. It's like, no, the entire world had like 4 billion boo-boos and <laughs> the boo-boos are going to be lasting boo-boos. I don't mind it running in the background. I feel like it can't be, it can't point. be the focal point in everything. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange can't be about this this stuff. Thor, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder can't still be. I about mean, there's this still stuff. definitely like, going to be alien stuff, which yeah, will yeah. be completely devoid of anything happening on Earth. But I even could thinking see through the... the other movies, not like the only ones that really dealt with the politics were Iron Man and Captain America movies. Like by the time I see the next Ant Man movie, I don't totally want to hear about this stuff anymore, you know. And like Ant Man's, it's not like ground level or anything. The next movie is called fucking Quantum Mania. Like I, I want Quantum Mania to just be sci fi bullshit. I don't. I, I really don't want to still have to be dealing with the blip I mean, <laughs> at that point. I guess I could imagine they might try and neatly tie up like the GRC and Madame Hydra together, kind of making it that singular focal point mm -hmm. and then keeping it in these already existing storylines of like Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff like that, like it was done previously, which would be kind of like, okay, like, I guess we're going to just silo it to these characters in this universe and this story, but I would like to see how it might impact other types of characters that we might not expect. Like magical characters, it would be interesting to see how like the GRC impacts them. Not every single character, to your point, that would be very annoying, but how different kind of earth entities impact these characters as well. Or, you know, maybe they don't because they're just way too more powerful. And then why the hell are these different superheroes with different levels of superpowers actually even working together and why aren't they all just siloed to their own 
Why so we're we in Portland. <laughs> when Poochie's not on screen, all of the other characters should be saying, hey, where's Poochie? Yep. I know that's a thing I've seen. I don't know what we're talking about. It is a very good reference, and I will stand by it. Where the Simpsons. I feel like I've seen, I may the have itchy actually and seen itchy and scratchy that. and poochy episode where they, <clears throat> they try to introduce a new character into itchy and scratchy. Yeah. Okay. And then one, that's one of the notes. Understandable. Um, yep. Okay. So we're, we're, we're back in, we're back in New Orleans. We gotta just let him like, just go through his notes so we can all go on with our days. I know. <laughs> it's been I'm trying to rein it back. Already. Sorry. <laughs> um, so they're like, oh, he's like, yo, I'm going to fix the boat. And as the kids, and they're like, oh, fuck, we totally can't fix the boat. And they're like, yo, 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 yo. Aren't there like a ton of, like, didn't our parents do a whole bunch of good shit for like fucking everybody? Why don't we call in all those goddamn favors? And then they call in all those goddamn favors. And it takes a village and all that. And they come by and. Turns out Sam is a mechanical engineer after all. Hooray! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, can't do this shit. <laughs> and then Bucky shows up, which was cute. He shows up and starts lifting and help that old buggy guy. What a cutie patootie. Um, Flirting with a sister. And oh, man. Chase. Macking hard you know, on Sarah. Woo! These two friends now. They're just best don't, of buds helping each other out. Don't you go flirting with them. my sister. And then they just I don't know why like I did that. Not that I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he was a Southern prospector. <laughs> um. The, the only the only bit of banter between Bucky and Sam that I have enjoyed in this whole series so far was the banter when he didn't use his metal hand to tighten the bolt. I thought that was oh, funny. He's, a he's like, well, I'm right-handed. I, I didn't even I didn't even think of it. Like I'm like, that's a throwaway line that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> like, yeah, I grabbed a wrench and I did it because uh, whatever, I'm a righty. Um, and then they do a fix-up montage and their montage fixing the boat, Bucky's macking on Sarah, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Before you're having too many nice butterflies and feel-goody times in your, in your, in your heart. All right, let's go back to Lamar's parents. Let's just, we're back on in, back down to earth. Hopefully you didn't break your fucking kneecaps falling back down to earth because holy shit, we went from Oh, we're painting the boat and fixing the motor, and this is cutie patootie time. To ha ha, your son's dead, and he really loved you, and he loved nothing more than being your partner. And he spoke nothing about nothing bad about you, just about how great of a guy you were. Blah 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 blah. And we get to like the John Walker dick sucking hour of everybody thinking he's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm glad you killed the right person, right? Wink, 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 yeah, wink. Like, yeah, kind of, great, oh, super. <laughs> Yeah, the sister in that family clearly knew what was up. She was like, no, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, my brother's dead and this guy sucks. Fuck him. Yeah. Um, which, correct. Um, so, okay. So he leaves, whatever. That was like a two-minute scene of stuff. And then the power broker makes that call. I can't remember the dude's name. That one. B-A-T-R-O-C. Um makes the and it was so very obvious it was him too. I want to say. Oh, the speaking in French didn't like do it. (laughs) Well, because I I was like, is she fucking calling Batroc? And our producer was like, What? 
Okay. Don't worry. The sub the, sub the sub yeah, the, the, subtitles the subtitles also it. said Batroc on them. Oh, did it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I always watch shit with subtitles on, so um, I don't like to read. Yeah, you don't know the intonation. I know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what do the the subtitles? They just say like speaking French or? Um, Actually, yeah, I think they I did. thought it did. Yeah, okay. that's funny. Yeah. Um, but like they're not even trying to hide that she's the power bro like none of this was like oh let's put the breadcrumb like let's connect the dots and put it together ourselves and this that and the other unless they're just going to pull the, the rug out from under us and be like haha she isn't either i she's mean just, she could be working for the power broker but also like it doesn't matter who cares either I, way what i would yeah, not introduce another person now that would just be like okay cool it's like, just unless unless the power broker is some like another secret celebrity that i'm a big fan of it's actually jerry seinfeld uh what's the deal with super soldier serum um if they don't have to if there's a big moment in the finale where they're like sharon carter if they do that broker i never see them in the same room together like that'll be really annoying but if they just lady sharon if they just kind of leave with this and it's just implied that she was actually the power broker the whole time that's that's fine with me that's fine. Um, You're right. You know, it's it's those like the, the those really condescending moments to the audience that bother me a little bit more than just like, or maybe the power brokers in another TV show and another movie or something, and we'll find out their true identity in the same way. Apparently, we're going to learn the true identity of the Mandarin. You know, like, okay, sure, that's fine. I'm, that's great. Yeah. So you're right. If they do, if they do make a big deal of it, it'll be really, really stupid. I hope it's Jason Alexander. I the power broker doesn't like this. The power broker's getting angry. <laughs> then I would oh my god. Marvel Phase broker, 4, the hidden line between Marvel Phase 4 is it's a Seinfeld yes. reunion. A, a power broker <laughs> divided amongst itself <laughs> cannot stand. <laughs> and uh, Reed Richards for the final four is actually just Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Fantastic oh Four is oh my god, it's them. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry as as Mr. Fantastic, he would be so mad. He always wanted to be Superman. I, oh my god, that would be good. That would be funny. Mr. Fantastic, I always wanted to be Superman. <laughs> What's the deal? I like the concept of 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 making a sixty five year old comedian Mr. Fantastic is a hilarious <laughs> concept to me. Oh wow, this just made everything better. This is Mr. This Fantastic is... in cars getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay i really want to see the power brinker show up and be like i was in the pool <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm done no honestly we could we could do this bit for literal hours <laughs> there's enough of a you could do the fantastic of- four and the power broker and the power broker uh is uh you know meeting dr doom and dr doom's like no let varia for you I'm sure that's a great reference. I understand. Doctor Doom rules lit varia. Ah, that that's the part I didn't know. I obviously knew the soup Nazi part. Something something Mulligatani. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. So. Oh, I, I also didn't touch on that Bucky. The reason Bucky allegedly showed up was to bring some Wakandan tech that he needed to sign off on. Because apparently Wakanda still uses like FedEx. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is there an adult here to sign for this, this Wakandan super tech in this briefcase? So the options for that, it's either an, a different shield or wings, right? Like, I assumed it was wings. I assume it's wings. But I also said, like, press X to dual wield shields. Pretty rad. Um, I mean, Steve like, did have that kind of special Wakandan shield for a little bit. Yeah, what, the, like the yeah. little... The, like, the triangle one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, okay. Now we're doing the montage of, or we get to him handing the shield off and them doing like the best game of Frisbee catch ever in the history of the world as they're just Frisbeeing the shield off of trees and then the other person is catching it. Yep. One second before we get that. Oh, yeah. Was it just the completely unforgettable scene where they're working on the pump? Like that was just an unnecessary like 30 seconds? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Why was it? Why did that need to happen? Or why Why? didn't I write anything down about it? I'm, why did it happen? I don't know. Like, nothing was, it a, was The said. pump was uh, an issue was Sarah's, in episode one. And it was Sarah's thing. She's like, y- y'all, you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing with that pump. Stop fucking with the pump. The pump is my shit. Go fuck yourself. It was a callback. And then they're like, cool. It was way too long of a callback. Because it wasn't was on the previous slow-mo on. walking scene that Bucky did to the ship to hang out with him. I was like, okay. Yeah, they spent way too long on that. the repairing the boat thing. They spent. You had to pad that time clock. You had to pad that clock. They spent like more than a quarter of the episode. Your arbitrary forty-minute mark. (laughs) Like so silly. You're right. That whole bit was a lot of just like time wasting. They could have just expanded the montage of Sam like training later. I would correct. I would have been okay with that. I would have been okay. Like the amount of actual content, the the amount that they actually had to cram into the content zones of this episode is significant. Yeah, Yeah, but look how much content we've gotten out of it. Like. We're still going. This is a long ass episode. Well, well, we were talking about bar mitzvahs and shit. <laughs> like we're busy. Um. So they're talking about the implications of a, a black man being Captain America, and I was like, shocking that the the two white dudes born in 1928 didn't really think of the implications of handing a black man Captain America's shield. <laughs> no way. <laughs> they had a little. <laughs> Steve and Bucky had a little bit of an antiquated idea on what race was. Huh. Weird. Um, I mean, if anything, you'd think they should have known like like known more. Why? I mean, they they were born out of a time of just as much overt racism as today. Sure. But put yourself in the shoes of a 1928 white dude. You think they give a fuck? That's oh, you're saying like, like they they they're not even considering race. Yeah, not even considering. You don't it. even think about it. That would never even have crossed their minds as being a possibility. Because it's just the way it is. Okay. Things will never be the same. But I don't like it. But okay, I understand. They're almost. <laughs> yeah. dece- he's almost like I'm, I pulled 1928 out of my asshole. That's, no, he's hundred. He's he said he's, he's like 100 oh, he's a hundred year old. Yeah. Like, spoiler alert, things were kind of bad if you weren't white. I know that. I guess I, there was such overt racism, but I guess it, if you put yourself in the, the head of someone in that time, you don't think you're being racist. You think you're being. That's just the way it is. Whatever. Right. It's, this is, you know, I, this is my neighborhood. This is whatever it is. Um, yeah, I don't want people that don't today look like me where I think it's my more pronounced as 
overt racism masked as mm -hmm. traditionalism or whatever nonsense it's called. So I, I get what you're saying. Bad times. So not shocking that they didn't, you know, think about that. Um, <clears throat> so then they're having like a heart to heart and Sam's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta make amends with your shit. Like not just, not just like, oops, sorry. You need to give them some form of closure. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we're going to tie up that, that dude from episode one. And he's going to be like, yo, I killed your son. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're hopefully doing... it comes after an explicitly happy and joyful sequence. Previously, previously on, it's going to be them at the bar and, and him folksly getting the, the, the uh, woman behind the bar to go on a date with Bucky. It's gonna be like, ha ha ha, wasn't this cute and fun. And then it's gonna be like, ha ha, I killed your son. I accidentally rhymed that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now we're doing beef montage. Which is good. Mm -hmm. It's good. Hells yeah! I liked the 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 flippity doodahs trying to throw it and then do a random unnecessary flippity doodah and catch it. Like none of that is needed to be Captain America. <laughs> like the flip is never imperative, but it's always just like a but fun little flourish. Yeah. Um, like it's fun. Um, so I'm glad there he, he's you know getting getting down with that shit. If I was if I was a super soldier or Captain America, I'd want to flip all the time. I can't flip now. My knees would my knees would break. If I had like you know, if one if I exercised ever or two if I got the super soldierism, hell's yeah! I, all I would do is flip okay. everywhere okay. I go. In the same way, like when you play a video game, you just you mash the jump button to go faster. I would just flip everywhere. Yeah, I get it. Hip hop. Everyone's Hip favorite, famous, the famous sounds we make when we jump. Hip and hup. I mean, you sometimes you sky. Sometimes you you side jump in Zelda, and you're gonna get there way faster, or you just run backwards. Amateurs. Um, good thing he packed that that red and blue shirt that really went well with the uh, with the shield in the end. There it was nice yeah. forethought. Maybe okay. he went to buy it. You know. Maybe. That's Maybe he's just too. like, I just need to stand here and feel this. I'm gonna go buy a red and blue. Shirt. I need, I need this to pop. I feel like we're gonna want to put a lot of focus on this. It's gotta yeah. pop. Yeah. I mean, he popped, so fair play. Do you think when you throw the shield, it's hard to aim it? I mean, I would feel like it's it's like a frisbee, right? Yeah, it's like throwing a frisbee. I feel like it would be hard. Yeah, to... but even when you throw a frisbee, like the frisbee, the frisbee curves. It doesn't like always. It, it, yeah. it, it, if you're good at throwing a frisbee. I'm not good at throwing. A frisbee. <laughs> yeah, like you, you can throw a frisbee straight. It doesn't always curve. It, it depends on when you flick it out. Yeah, it's like like, like if you flick it too early or too late, it'll curve. But if you flick it at the perfect time, it'll just go straight. So I'm not good at parries in video games either. I'm, My dad's very good at throwing right a frisbee. It, it, say say what you will about Dave, but man, can he throw a frisbee? I don't know. He's just he's just got the touch. I don't know. Um, the power. there we go. There's five. Um, six, maybe I lost count. Um, so <clears throat> okay, so we're getting into the latter bit with Flag Smashers in New York. Um, I make references to a modern day thing, which is kind of terrifying, however, um, the activating of cells just in the area is very much a like there are QAnani people living amongst you type of thing. So all of this gave me very Q 
creepy fucked up conspiracy vibes of like, oh, they're in the military. Oh, they're in the police. Oh, there are the people amongst you. Oh, it's 90% of the people on their picnic blankets in Central Park. Um, somebody says the word and they all activate. And I'm like, this is unnerving to a level I was not expecting. I know they weren't trying to make this parallel because this was done a year ago. However, concerning. Um, <clears throat> I assume these are all people who did not blip. But presumably. So... Right. You got half the world's population then. But that's assuming half the world also buys into it. A percentage of half the world. Right. <laughs> you have you have a percentage of half the world's population in your uh, creepy, we need to kill the other half of the world's population cult. Right. Um, Sorry, we need to smash the flags. Oh, correct. We need one, one world, one country, one world or whatever. Yeah. Um, so... Sharon, what's his name? Baltrock? Bal Dal Baltrock? Batrock? I'm never gonna You're remember. You're just that. adding letters. I'm literally never gonna photon, proton, neutron, electron. You could call him the leaper. Yeah, that was his the Batrock leaper? the Leaper. What? The the Leaper. You should also look up a picture of what he looks like in the comics. <laughs> Especially early comics. It's uh his uh, jacket and pants are the right colors to match his oh, comic Christ. book suit. <laughs> it's really the mustache that we're missing. I was, on. yeah, the mustache is a great part. I mean, I have the, the picture I have is him in like what appears to be a, a, a mauve jumpsuit. Yep. Just mm -hmm. with like Tim's just scissor kicking someone. Yep. <laughs> yep. Looks pretty fucking rad, if I do say so myself. Um, he's got powerful kicks i can tell probably be because of the the kicking motion but <clears throat> um, i mean the name too also that the leaper would help with he was the one that did like the swiss bank robbery thing in the beginning right was that was that him yes. that jumped through the, the the window uh the 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 helicopters oh not from the flag smasher part now but uh, yeah look pre that wait what what helicopter thing the big fight scene that opened the series with Sam going through helicopters. Yes, that was okay. Yes, sorry. Um, okay, that was that was Batrock, who was also yeah. then previously seen in yep. Winter Soldier. Yep, 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 yep. Um, okay. So there's some vote happening at the GRC summit. Do they even say they call it like the patch vote or something? Do they even say what the vote is about? Patch act. Like the patch, patch act. act. Like. I think they Did referenced they, it just like closing borders and like sending people back to countries. Oh, right. Because of, yeah. because of the terrorist acts by the, the flag smashers. And these were the repercussions for their actions because fucking duh. And, and I was like, are we going to do like a, a weird resolution from a government thing? Like how would that stop them? Yeah. Lock it down. Like further. That doesn't do anything okay. to stop them. <laughs> they're, they're oh, amongst you, but yeah. okay. It's a weird moment because, like, the idea of the, uh, the the Patch Act and like forcing refugees back to, um, you know, their home countries or whatever, uh, isn't so far removed from reality. Nope. Um, but also from the like the Flag Smashers perspective, again, it feels like they're the good guys because this sucks. Yeah. But then Carly's such a shit now. <laughs> right. So I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I'm very anti-patch act. Also, I, I wish 
Carly showed a little remorse for any of the things that other than Lamar he has done. Right. Um, Lamar was her only but... bit of, of remorse. So yeah, like that's the thing. It's like, I want to give it, I, I, their cause I can understand and their cause should be something we should support vis-a-vis like supporting refugees and supporting people displaced by the blip and this and that and the other. But they seem hell-bent on doing everything in their power to make us not give two fucks about her because she keeps doing awful things. And I'm like, I don't know what you want. Like, if you wanted to tell something complex where we should care about her, but not her methods or whatever, sure. But like, fuck, she's taking it a little too far. Anyway. To be fair, though, I feel like that's, there is a lot of ideologies that come out of like terrorist acts and terrorist organizations that do make sense but the reason that they are terrorists is because it's an extreme and usually it's like people that are heading it are like into more of this extreme but there could be a truth laid at the bottom of it kind of thing um and also like yeah she seems extreme but they keep adding in these characters being like what are you doing like why are you doing this like this isn't us kind of thing and now they're even trying, I feel like at the end, they kind of introduced the GRC council as also kind of being more shitty people as well. They're just like, let's just pass this. Who cares? Like, we got soldiers. We got troops. Do we even like, need we to do vote? anything? Like, what? The, yeah, exactly. So it's just like two shitty sides um, and people caught in the middle. Yeah. Which uh, is very yeah. And it, 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 it very much had uh, like bomb the UN winter soldier vibes of potentially bomb the GRC. I mean, they say they're just stopping the vote, but that's vague enough that that could mean so many different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they're just going to walk in and be like, hey, Matt, stop what? The bombing of the UN was civil war. <laughs> it's always civil war, Matt. I don't what know a, how to tell this to it's you. fine. Better uh, than I already have. No, that's, that's fine. Whatever the <laughs> fuck, who cares? Um, oh, so... My. How much did Microsoft and Dell pay to have their computers alternate around the GRC? Plenty. They literally alternate. It's a Microsoft Surface. It's a Dell. It's a Microsoft Surface. It's a Dell. It's a Microsoft Surface. It's a Dell. And it goes all the way around the circle. I mean, product placement is literally what made Marvel Studios. So. I know. It's just also like they didn't even like you go to- back and you watch Iron Man and you're just like, oh, that's how they afforded all right. of this. It's not even just like they, they – sh- <laughs> They shuffled it up a little bit. They're like, no, we're going to make it pretty and alternate. <laughs> I mean, someone on, on set design must have really cared. I mean, I noticed it. So thanks, set design human. Um, so, yeah, then they show like guards in the GRC at the end of the episode being like, oh, one nation, one people or whatever the fuck they say. Mm-hmm. So like the activating people in the in the GRC already. It's just, ugh, I hate that shit. Um, uh, it's like that video game that had the line about rednecks rioting on the Capitol or whatever. Like, yeah, you just gotta remember they filmed this a while ago. It's just, just happens to be awful. Um, there is a uh, comic book series, as a slightly side note, there's a, a comic book series called Trans Metropolitan which is like a political, it's about a journalist who uh, is kind of going against the government and like doing all kinds of research um, and exposés about politicians. And 
I remember reading and talking to a friend about this because the two candidates that he uh, investigates, one is called the beast and the other is called the smiler. You could read trans metropolitan today and you would be like, holy shit, this is, this is Trump or Biden or, or whatever. But this comic book was written like 1990s, I want to say early, early oddies maybe, which makes it like, 20 to 30 years old and the fact that the way politicians and the government run still uh hasn't changed or hasn't gotten any better since this was first written shows you just like how bad this stuff is repeatedly that you can have someone who's a storyteller like spellman or whatever um who's just like you know it would be weird if the government was infiltrated by these you know crazy radicalized conspiracists and like yeah man that would be weird fucking wouldn't it and then you get jewish space lasers and then you get the jewish space lasers we're all coming back around america first <clears throat> and then they don't show us what's in the case big reveal next episode i hope Woo. big i'm expecting musical flourishes i i assume it's gonna be slow montage mo. It's going to be like 15 minutes of wasting time. And then they're going to try and jam the rest into the, the back half. And then for some fucking goddamn piece of shit reason, this did the same fucking stupid ass shit that fucking WandaVision did and said, episode five, here's a post credit scene. Woo! After like three minutes of credits, you have another fucking scene because God forbid they just, you know, end an episode with the end of the fucking episode with with John Walker making fucking sad ass fucking babies first Captain America shield with like his with his medals around the edge. And not only that, he's making out making it out of like presumably iron or steel as if that's going to fucking do anything versus a goddamn vibranium shield. It's going to do something. It's going to hurt if you get hit with it. Sure. Oh, well, I only get concussions from vibranium. I mean, super soldiers, maybe. I mean, I assume something in the vibranium is what's making it boomerang back to your goddamn arm. It's not just like, uh, oh, I could really like put some tinfoil in a ring and fling it at someone and it's going to bounce back to me. Like if he could do that, find out if he could do that before he was a super soldier, we know it doesn't have to do with being a super soldier. So we know it's something to do with the shield itself specifically, which means that you wouldn't be able to just smelt some steel in this workshop. You have you fucking psycho and, and make a, make a goddamn shield with that and have it function in the same way. So if it functions in the same way, I'm admittedly going to be pissed off. I think that's fair. And also because if he's that good at just like doing metal work too, like, why the fuck was he a soldier in the first place? Right, right. Like, just be a blacksmith. Like off of that. You're crushing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> we say a lot of dumb shit on this show, but that was some dumb <laughs> shit, my friend. I liked it. Oh. <laughs> Seems like he had a career path. Yeah. He had an option there. An option to get out. <laughs> but anyway, his, his actual metal work there was pretty, like, damn good for uh, assuming he's just some amateur who rarely does this amateur because, smithy like, yeah. yeah like okay so especially if it has the same effect as the vibranium shield of being able to like swing like that would take some like 
really good engineering and stuff like that 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 would piss me off if that was anything really other than a really dinky like like steel thing yeah like tony, tony stark like yeah. one of the, the, the brightest mind of ever making a, a shield out of a metal that basically doesn't exist he didn't make the shield sorry wakanda making the shield who made the shield i don't fucking the shield know. existed in the 1940s with steve like who made it then i don't remember howard anymore. if oh, anyone if anyone sorry. made it, it would have been howard fine a different stark made it if i'm recalling correctly there may have been a scene in captain america first adventure where howard stark holds up the shield and it's like i think I he does this. i think you're He's probably you made this like that. i made this you made this yeah <laughs> fine so a stark makes it so the brightest mind of ever or second best brightest mind of ever with a metal that vaguely exists if this dude just does it in his basement with a steel fucking plate and it and it functions in the same goddamn way, agitating. Yeah. That that like. But they make frisbees out of multiple different kinds of material. Stop. Right? <laughs> frisbees aren't boomerangs. Yeah. Boomerangs are boomerangs. If you throw it at the right angle, I think it can be a boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm understanding about how frisbees work. Yeah. So, I think this is a good this is a good episode, generally. Because I think it explored things that should have been explored sooner. Like I would have preferred that a lot of the series was the some of the takeaways from this this episode, um, and then actually took the time to explore those things in more than just two scenes. Because then it seems super like backloaded with the legitimate with the with, like with what seemingly is the actual message they're trying to get off. It seems like they just backloaded that. And then padded it out with all of this irrelevant shit. Um, where it's like, if you want that to be the story you're telling, let that be the story. Like, be be confident enough to, in the story that you want to tell to tell that story, instead of hiding behind um, rip from the headlines bullshit and all of these other intertwining garbage fire plates. Like, be confident in what your story is going to be. If you want to tell a story about the first black Captain America. And the 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 issues that come like the 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 conflict or the potential issues that arise from that within America and within the world because of everybody's issues with race. Tell that story. Like I, I wish it wasn't relegated to a B or a C plot. But I'm at least glad that they highlighted it a little bit more because it's clear that this is kind of like the importance of this series other than how it like all of these things that they're creating kick off further down the line, we don't know yet, but at least looking at this thing as an independent, like this thing exists. I think the important takeaways from this will be the, the message of Isaiah and the message of Sam being the first black captain America is the important part of this series from a cultural perspective. Um, I just wish they had the the confidence to make that the focal point. That seems uh, as good a place as mm -hmm. as any to wrap up. I agree with everything that you just said. So we'll see everybody next time, 
awesome. And also, I think post credit scenes are awesome. And I think this post credit scene Shut was totally worth it. Blah, 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 blah. He's a liar. Don't listen to him. You're fucking stupid. You're so dumb. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. So stupid. Thing. Dumb. They did a post credit scene. Awful. Because Awful. it makes that scene a little bit more important. Do it in all of them, then. Do it in all of them.